are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. This is Beth, health and wellness expert. We're back for a brand new, exciting show today, and I'm so glad that you've all decided to join us. Today, I actually have two special guests, Dr. V, whom we'll talk to here in a few moments, but also Dr. Scott Clitheroe, who's not only a good friend, but an incredible physician in Austin, Texas, and he's helping me with today's show. So thank you so much, Scott, for taking the time out of your busy schedule and helping me co-host the show. Beth, it's great to talk to you, and it's more than my pleasure. I always learn a lot when I listen to your podcast, so I'm happy to be a part of it today. Yay! You know, Scott, I actually can't believe it's October already. (laughs) Yes, I love October. I do, too. I actually read a phrase one time in um, Gretchen Rubin's book that said, the days are long, but the years are short. And the older I get, that rings so true. I mean, I close my eyes and bam, it's October. Yeah. Well, I love October. You know, here in Texas, it gets pretty hot in the summer. So, you know, October is a time when it starts to cool off a little bit and you get a little respite from the heat. And it's just a great time of year. So what do you think of when you think of October? Well, again, the clear, crisp mornings and um, a little football either there at UT or uh, high school. Um, I'm a team doctor for one of the schools here in Austin. And, um, you know, also the ACL Music Festival is every October here in Austin. And I've been lucky to go every year for the last four or five years and it's coming up again here in a few weeks. Can't wait. You know, I've never been to that. Oh, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, you know, bands you've never heard of, or at least I've never heard of. They're just fantastic. And then they have headliners that are fantastic. And this year they have Paul McCartney, my hero, 76 years young, coming to play uh, Friday night and Metallica and all sorts of very, very variety of uh, musicians. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, well, be safe and take lots of pictures for me. But um, so do you know what I think of when I think of October? What's that? Uh, well, of course, I think of cooler weather and football and Halloween and festivals. But the one thing that's probably glaring to everyone is all the pink you see during the month of October. I mean, you oh, see yeah. pink ribbons everywhere. Yeah, that's right. And very important. No, it is. It is. And I'm not sure how much money is raised with all these pink endeavors, but awareness and education are so important when it comes to these pink ribbons and breast cancer, because October is breast cancer awareness month. This is where I'm going to have to take a step back, take a deep breath and keep my emotions in check. But as Dr. Clitheroe and maybe some of our regular listeners know that I am a breast cancer survivor. During my journey, I met some amazing, strong women And one of those women I met, well, her name is Jaina Guthridge. Oh, and Scott, I wish you could have met Jaina. She was a young mom. She was so supportive and smart and loving. She laughed easily and was truly beautiful inside and out. That seems like such an overused cliche, but it's so true in Jaina's case. Well, sadly, Jaina lost her battle to breast cancer just a few weeks ago, and we decided to dedicate a couple of our shows in the month of October in her memory. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, Beth. Yeah. We love Jaina. Yeah, that's so sad. I know she fought it as hard as she could and very, um, very sad. Today, we will be talking about healthy living, ways to enhance natural healing or traditional cancer treatment and breast cancer in today's show with our extraordinary guest, Dr. Veronica DeSolines, otherwise known as Dr. V. She herself is a breast cancer survivor, founder of Breast Cancer Conqueror, and has a number one best-selling book on Amazon. But before we get to that interview, we have to go to a commercial break. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Knowing your breasts can save your life. 
Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. We're back from commercial break, and I had mentioned Jaina in the first segment, but another beautiful and talented woman I met during my journey was Dr. V. Yes, I chose to get traditional treatment, but I really liked the idea of letting my body heal itself and getting to the root of the problem. So I did hours and hours of research, and ultimately I found and felt very comfortable with Dr. V and decided to do both in conjunction with each other. So Dr. V, I'm not even going to try and pronounce your last name, but thank you so much for not only agreeing to be a part of our show today, but for helping me when I was first diagnosed. It's something I don't talk about that often, but I'm so excited and honored and humbled that you could squeeze us into your super busy schedule. So again, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you, Beth. I I appreciate you sharing my message of hope with your audience. That uh, means a lot. There's a lot of women out there that are hungry for this kind of information. Absolutely. So true. Well, Dr. V, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. My, uh, I guess my journey with the, the cancer world started back in 1983. I'm a, I'm a chiropractor by profession, and um, I'd been in practice about three years, and, and my father had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And basically, he was given no hope and was sent home to die, which he did within six weeks. And you know, there was just something during that time that, that left me really frustrated because, you know, traditional medicine basically didn't offer him anything, didn't give him any hope. And because of my background, and, and I knew the, you know, the body has a powerful ability to heal given the right circumstances, um, that, you know, possibly there could have been something done for my father. So 1983, no internet. I just went to the library I called some cancer clinics, which were few and far between back then, and just started putting all this research together, and I realized that there were many things that could be done for people dealing with cancer. And so I, you know, took that fire that was lit in my soul and and brought that to my practice and started, uh, you know, applying these principles in my practice and was, you know, seeing amazing results. I mean, people who took responsibility for their health, who learned to manage their stress, who changed their eating habits you know, took specific supplements and nutrients, you know, were under chiropractic care and were doing good things for themselves, were able to reverse all kinds of diseases, you know, everything from autoimmune to MS to um, lupus, cancer, I mean, children's, you know, diseases, you know, all these things. So it was, it was pretty amazing to, to see all of that. Um, so that's, that's kind of my journey, how the, you know, the cancer world was, was open to me. And of course, my personal healing journey, you know, in 2004, I discovered a, a lump that changed the course of my life professionally and personally forever. And, you know, that led me down the path of, you know, what was I missing? Because, you know, I fast forwarded about 25 years into my practice and, you know, I'd seen some amazing results. And yet here I was facing a breast cancer healing journey. And so that's really led me to ask myself a lot of questions. You know, what was I missing? You know, I thought I was living a healthy lifestyle. What, you know, what pieces of the puzzle didn't, you know, was I not getting right now? And so that, you know, led me to create the seven essential system. I I wanted a simple step-by-step guide that, you know, women could follow because there were times when I was frustrated and confused and overwhelmed with all the information I had. So how much more so would the average person who didn't have access to all that information? So that's, that's what led to the seven essentials program. Yeah. How, how do patients read you, Dr. V? I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Beth. I mean, how, how do you, um, I know you have an awesome website, but do you get referrals as well? And I know you have patients from all over the place. How does that, how does that work for patients? Yeah, we, um, we, my team and I have coached women in 40 countries so far, which I never imagined um, when I started this about seven years ago that, you know, we'd be having such an impact. But, um, yes, we get referrals from, from doctors, you know, all over the world. And, and obviously with the Internet now, you know, people are connected, they're researching, they're looking for, uh, you know, whether they're doing traditional medicine or whether they want to do just evidence-based natural medicine. You know, because you can do both, as as Beth did. Um, you know, they're they're looking for for guidance and so, and solutions. And so we have, 
coaching programs that we offer women. We have an online program called Never Fear Breast Cancer Again. Um, I've got a lot of free information on the website. Uh, so there's, you know, there's a, my book, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally, is the number one bestseller on Amazon, has been for the last four years, and getting ready to launch my second edition of that. Um, so there's, you know, a lot of information out there that can help women to really guide them through their journey because it's, it's such a, you know, cancer diagnosis is such a life-changing event. Yeah. It's post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? Where do they, you know, they're so shocked and, and, you know, we think about a cancer diagnosis as uh, oftentimes, you know, very traumatic and, and, you know, I'm going to be sick and am I going to die? You know, what's my life going to be like? And so there's, there's a, a lot of need for support. Yeah, that's true. You know, I actually uh, met somebody in San Angelo, Texas that knew you. I had mentioned you and they're like, yeah, I know Dr. V. So that's neat that you've really made a name and, and such a powerful and amazing program. But um, I actually wanted to ask you, I read a study somewhere and I may be skewed on these numbers, but it said in the next 10 to 20 years that up to 50% of the population um, will have some form of cancer in their lifetime. And I know we're specifically talking about breast cancer in this interview, but why do you think breast cancer and cancer diagnosis in general have skyrocketed? Oh, wow. I mean, that's, and those statistics are true. Um, you know, now it's one out of two men and one out of three women uh, will have, you know, some form of cancer in their lifetime, but it's those, those statistics are going to increase as you mentioned. Um, you know, first of all, I mean, look at the food that people are eating. You know, most of it is not food. I mean, the average, you know, the standard American diet or the fad diet is what most people live on. Um, that's a big cancer trigger. Um, look at the toxicity in the environment, uh, all the, um, you know, the chemical estrogens, the pesticides, herbicides, the plastics, everything they put on their skin, EMF exposure. I mean, that's, those are huge uh, cancer triggers. Uh, you look at how people mismanage life in general as far as their stress and the, you know, the pressure to perform and produce and always go, 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 you know, not enough time for relaxation and proper sleep. Um, there's the emotional aspect, you know, where people are just feeling overwhelmed and overworked and, you know, less joy in their life. Um, there's the dental issue, you know, there's so many heavy metals in people's mouths, amalgams, root canals, all those things can have an impact on, on triggering cancer. So there's, you know, there's so many issues. I mean, we, we just have to recognize that we live on a, you know, on a toxic planet and we, we can't escape it, but what can we do to minimize our toxic exposure and to, you know, really create a better quality of life within those parameters? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, along those lines, what uh, other, besides fast food, obviously, are there certain foods that you recommend uh, folks avoid? And then I guess a follow question would be just, you know, what supplements do you recommend for, you know, for wellness prevention? And I guess we can get into, you know, treatment once you get diagnosed. What, so just some thoughts about, you know, diet as opposed to, you know, just avoiding the fast foods, of course. You know, any other thoughts about that? Well, the biggest thing that people need to avoid uh, is sugar. I mean, we, we all know that um, sugar feeds cancer. I mean, cancer cells have twice the number of insulin receptor sites than healthy cells. And when it comes to sugar, cancer cells get fed first. I mean, we, knew, we know that from a PET scan, for example. You know, what lights up first are the cancer cells. So that's, that's the biggies. You know, really reduce your, your, eliminate your sugar, reduce your carbohydrates because Studies have shown that the lower the carb intake, you know, the lower the cancer risk. Uh, GMO foods, I mean, those are what I call frankenfoods. I mean, it, it, they're foreign foods to our body, so they create allergic reactions and immune, uh, immune issues. Uh, definitely stay away from tap water. Uh, make sure that you use, you know, very good filters, clean water, you know, toxic oils, you know, avoid all those things. Um, so, you know, what can you eat while well, you want to focus, especially with breast cancer, you want to really focus on a lot of cruciferous vegetables uh, because mm -hmm. cruciferous vegetables are going to help detoxify the liver and they're going to turn on protective genes that, 
you know, that can um, help you prevent cancer. They're going to turn off cancer-promoting genes. Uh, lots of leafy green vegetables, you know, high in fiber, high in trace minerals, which we, we need so desperately. Um, minimize your fruit intake. You know, if it's in season it's, and it's, you know, more local, then that's, that's better for you. But I, I'm not an advocate of, um, you know, juicing 10 apples and, and yeah. you know, eating a lot of uh, very high glycemic fruits. Um, yeah. So I, I like to tell people, you know, minimize your fruit intake, except when they're in season. You know, those are healthy and fresh, and berries definitely have a lot of cancer-protective um, attributes. Um, and then, you know, learn about blending your, your foods, uh, you know, versus juicing. I mean, juicing is very beneficial because it gets to the cells very rapidly, um, whereas blending may help balance your blood sugar a little bit. And, you know, the, the rise of blood sugar will be a little bit slower just because of the, of the fiber. And another great food I would suggest would be uh, nuts, just because of the, the trace minerals like magnesium, selenium, they're high in fiber, but make sure that they're organic and that they're raw and that you soak your nuts uh, for a good, you know, eight to 12 hours, you know, and then you can let them air dry or, you know, uh, dry them in a dehydrator or a very, very low temperature in the oven, because that sets the uh, sprouting process. For the nuts and it makes it much more absorbable and much, the nutrients are, are easier to digest and, and to get to so so that's the food aspect we could spend a whole hour just on food obviously <laughs> yeah to be said about that's food that's so fascinating and you know um I, I i'm curious about the tap water thing just from a logistical standpoint what do you tell your patients i mean because you know we have filters in our house, but you know, you can't, it seems to be difficult to filter out, you know, the upstairs and you know, the bathroom faucets. Are there any practical steps? I mean, it'd be a silly question, but how do you, how do you guide your patients when it comes to tap water, as far as drinking filtered tap water and all of the faucets you like put a filter, like on the intake in the house and which can get kind of expensive or any thoughts about that? Yeah, there's uh, there's actually a company in California called Aquasana and mm -hmm. uh, they offer a, whole house filtration system and they're you know they're really well rated and they've been around for yeah. many years and it's not that expensive I mean last time mm -hmm. I looked it was probably you know under two thousand dollars um you know for some that may be too much and if that's the case then you can just buy they have shower filters that you can put mm -hmm. on, on your shower heads and change them every six months they also have a you know a water filtration system you can always consider something like Berkey uh, the Berkey yeah. water filtration system, which is just a gravity um, filtration system that is really good. It's a purifier. I mean, it takes 99.99% uh, uh, everything out, including uh, viruses, bacteria, that sort of thing. So there's there's a lot of options for people. And, and you know, and at all costs, try to avoid plastic water bottles. Yeah. You yeah. know, we know the BPA is very estrogenic and that can, you know, that mimics and drives estrogen production in the body. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. Well, um, I also am just dying to hear about your uh, seven essential steps. I read about it and I wanted to hear you kind of go into details about the seven essential steps in your program. Okay, well, um, essential number one we kind of talked about is let food be your medicine. And, yeah. um, you know, just letting people real, you know, recognize now that we know more about food, you know, with FPZ science of epigenetics and nutrigenomics, which basically tells us how our food can literally impact our genes, um, we know we have a lot of power. And I, I tell our clients, you know, you have a choice. You can feed your body or feed the cancer. That's what it comes down to. And so mm -hmm. it's really learning to make conscious decisions about what you're putting in your body. Essential number two is to reduce your toxic exposure. And um, again, look at what you have in your home and look, you know, look under your sink and see if your cleaning products are toxic. Um, if they are, you can replace them with you know, biodegradable, less toxic products. Look at what you're putting on your skin because everything you put on your skin is absorbed into your body. Uh, you know, the average person is going to be exposed to over 100 chemicals a day just from their personal care products you know, if they're not careful. Um, you know, look at the EMF exposure. Uh, fortunately, there's more and more technology now that um, helps to neutralize the effects of EMF, but 
if you don't want to spend money on things like that, you can do little things like don't put your cell phone on your body or in your bra. Um, unplug your Wi-Fi router at night. You know, you don't need that going on at night because that's going to affect your melatonin production. Um, you know, don't don't turn your cell phone on airplane mode if you're going to have it in your bedroom. Just, you know, there's little things like that that you can do to, to minimize your exposure. Yeah. And then you can also learn how to detox your body. You know, if we are exposed, no matter how clean we try to live, there's going to be toxic exposure. So, um, I'm an advocate of coffee enemas and hyperthermia and saunas and sweating and exercise. You know, all those things are so important. Uh, let's see. Number three is to balance your energy uh, because we are energetic beings. I mean, we are, you know, one billionth physical matter. The rest is all energy, which is kind of hard to wrap our brain around. But really, that's, that's the reality of it. And so how do you keep that energy system balanced? Well, everything from acupuncture to chiropractic care to proper exercise, proper sleep, making sure your hormones are balanced properly, um, you know, do some saliva testing, working with an integrative doctor to make sure that you're methylating or breaking down those ex excessive uh, estrogens and progesterones in your body. Number four is a big one that uh, a lot of people struggle with, and that was a big one for me, which is, you know, why I definitely included it, is to heal your emotional wounds. Uh, a lot of uh, garbage that we carry around with us. And uh, Dr. Dr. Lisa Rankin, I love her book, Mind Over Medicine, she says in there that uh, if you don't grow, you're going to grow a tumor. And that's true because if we if we keep all those um, emotions buried and and you know we keep stuffing our emotions and we're not dealing with the past or the childhood wounds or even the present way of how we're we're dealing with stress, I mean it's it's obvious and and studies confirm that that increased stress, increased um, stress hormones in the body will drive cancer, and so it's learning to really heal your emotional wounds and learning to manage your stress and really chill out and, and recognize when you are getting stressed, you know, what can you do when you, when you get to that point? So there's all kinds of tips and tools that you can do to, to really manage that properly. And let's see, number five is um, embracing biological dentistry. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, people don't recognize, often don't recognize that what they have in their mouth, in their teeth, can literally impact their health chemically and, and physically and energetically. So for example, an amalgam filling, a silver filling is 50% mercury, and mercury is more, more toxic than anything else on the planet. And when you have it in your mouth, it always releases methylmercury vapors. And even if they're 20, 25 years old, they're still releasing methylmercury, and that's extremely toxic and suppressing your immune system. Uh, a root canal is, is a, a dead organ, basically. And no matter how aseptic you try to make it, it always, always has a pocket of anaerobic bacteria in it, and that can leach toxins and suppress your immune system. So from a chemical point of view, you know, you want to make sure you work with a biological dentist and somebody who understands the ins and outs of, you know, proper oral health, but then you look at it from an energetic level, and I've seen this for, you know, many, many years, um, when, you know, your teeth are connected to your organs through the acupuncture meridian system. So if you have an amalgam or a root canal um, sitting on a breast meridian, for example, there's often a connection between the two, you know, breast disease and and uh, you know, an unhealthy tooth on that area. So that's a big part of it. And I, I've seen time and time again, women resist this because of the cost or you know, the pain, the fear of dentistry. But when they, when they dive in and they get it done, we see their numbers drop and their you know, body starts to heal. It's, it's pretty, pretty fascinating. Let's see, number six, I think you had asked that question earlier. Um, so that has to do with repairing your body with therapeutic plants and herbs. And, you know, there's, there's so many. I mean, we can just, again, spend hours talking about this. But some, some key nutrients 
that are very helpful. I mean, just start with basics. I mean, vitamin D, <clears throat> extremely important. I mean, just having your healthy levels of vitamin D can decrease your breast cancer risk up to 83%. I mean, that's huge, you know, and, and unfortunately, I, I've, when I, you know, when we've coached women and we look at their vitamin D levels and they're working with an oncologist, I mean, sometimes their numbers are in the teens or 20, and they should be between 80 and 100. Um, and their oncologist won't ever tell them that. I mean, just that one thing alone can help suppress metastasis and increase their survival rate. So that's a big one. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen that in your practice at all, Scott. Um, you know, so many people are vitamin D deficient. Yes, I mean, we, in the hospital, we check it when patients come in with certain orthopedic trauma or in, in certain situations with arthritis, and, and often their levels are well, although, again, I think in the population of patients, I see quite a few women, especially, are on vitamin D supplementation. And just to, just to ask you again for clarification, you said, uh, what is your goal level in the bloodstream? What do you shoot for with the vitamin D supplementation? The, yeah, therapeutic dose would be between 80 and 100 NG okay. per ml. I mean, that's optimal. Some doctors yeah. say you can go up to 120, especially if you have an aggressive cancer. Um, yeah. But, you know, 80 to 100 is, is a good 100. range. Okay. okay. Um, iodine, especially for women uh, and men with, with prostate issues, uh, iodine is essential for every cell in your body and, and deficiency in iodine is going to cause nodules and cysts and eventually can, can lead to, to cancer issues. And interestingly, most women that are on thyroid medication are iodine deficient. And women that are on thyroid medication are twice as likely to develop breast cancer. So, you know, just make sure that you get your thyroid levels tested, your iodine levels tested. I mean, those are extremely important. Um, more supplements would be med like magnesium, selenium, zinc, probiotics, um, mushrooms. You know, uh, different types of medicinal mushrooms are very beneficial as far as boosting your immune system and some of them even have uh, anti-proliferative effects on cancer cells and, and some create, you know, death for cancer cells. A big one uh, is curcumin. I mean, this is uh, one of the most studied nutrients on the planet right now. And, and the beauty of curcumin, you know, not only does it cause breast cancer cells to die, but it also reduces the effects of chemotherapy and it kills breast cancer stem cells. And this is something that I really feel is not addressed uh, properly yeah. in traditional medicine, you know, because they maybe their traditional markers are, are good or normal. Uh, they don't see anything on a scan and they send them on their way and say you're cancer free. But in mm -hmm. reality, you know, you've got to address the baby cancer stem cells because that's what's going to cause metastasis and recurrence. And curcumin can, can kill those breast cancer stem cells. So, you know, very important part of a, of a healing journey. Um, vitamin C, IVs, uh, low-dose naltrexone. You know, this is not a supplement, but it's an over-the-counter. Or, no, it's a prescription drug, actually. But um, it's, it's been great to uh, work with boosting the immune system and, and, you know, causing death to cancer cells. Mistletoe. Um, more and more people are, are using mistletoe. I mean, it's been used in Europe for many, many years, and now, you know, more and more doctors in North America are embracing it. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, bloodroot, berberine, uh, polyMVA. I mean, there's so many things that, that we can do now, and that's the beauty of, of the work that we're doing because we're seeing so much research and so much growth in, in that industry. So let's see, that was number six. <laughs> the last one is number seven. And that's, um, that's keeping a pulse on your health with very early detection. And um, that involves everything from thermography, which you know uses infrared, um, it, it reads the infrared heat coming off your body. So if there's inflammation in certain areas, we know that inflammation is the foundation for, for many diseases in the body. It'll, it'll show up red on the image. And for women especially, if there's uh, blood flow feeding a tumor, I mean, that may show up in the breast tissue. There's all kinds of um, blood tests that can be used outside of traditional medicine that uh, can measure circulating tumor cells, that can measure if there are certain um, 
um, chemotherapy agents or natural extracts that are effective against uh, the cancer cells. There's um, more and more early detection tests. Uh, they call, they're calling them like liquid biopsies where they can measure circulating um, free cancer DNA in the blood. So the IV gene test, the Videsa breast test is another one that just came out about a year ago and it measures uh, the protein antigens that are produced from, from the breast cancer cells. Um, you know, the list goes on. I mean, there's so many things that you can do to measure and, and really stay on top of your health. Because really, once you've, once you've been through a cancer journey, you, you really have to keep a pulse on your health. I mean, nobody's going to take better care of you than you. And educating yourself on these things that you can do. And, you know, some of these tests are just a few hundred dollars. Uh, some of them are covered by insurance, and, you know, your traditional doctor may not know about it, but, you know, you can do something about it. So, right. lots of proactive choices. A lot of those tests need, um, do they need an order from, from a healthcare professional, or can the, can the can a patient who's interested um, get them themselves? Or does it vary from test to test? It varies from test to test. Yeah, some mm -hmm. need, you know, a prescription from a doctor in order and, and some you yeah. can actually order from the lab directly and yeah. you know now for example like Quest Labs has I mean you can order just about any test from Quest Labs and just you know walk in and have the blood drawn and you know you don't need a requisition for that. That's great that's very empowering I think for patients. Yeah, it really is yeah. it really is. Just Beth I don't mean I don't mean to hog the time but when it <laughs> For me, again, when I have patients ask me, I'm a little bit uh, bewildered sometimes by all the available doses at, at the local vitamin store or Whole Foods or where have you. But, I mean, do you have a standard recommendation for things like vitamin D or curcumin? I mean, how do you tell them what to take? Do you have a specific type you recommend or can you give us some guidance on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it really depends on, on where they are. I mean, um, mm -hmm. You know, some doctors, for example, well, the vitamin D, we said, you know, between 80 and 100. Um, yeah. Your, uh, the curcumin, for example, a therapeutic dose is anywhere from 6 to 8 grams per day. And you want to make sure that the curcumin they're using is a bioavailable uh, mm -hmm. kind. I mean, there's, you know, unfortunately, there's, there's a lot of junk out there in the, you know, in the wellness industry. And so... Um, Life Extension is a great website. It's got some good products, some great research, good information. Um, you know, you can go to our website as well. I mean, we've we've got our, our own Seven Essentials uh, system line that is, you know, is very clean and has been, you know, well researched and really, really good products. So, um, you know, the the bottom line is, you know, having to work with somebody that that's familiar with what they need to be doing at at a particular level that they're at. Okay. Great. And Thank Dr. you. Dr. V, I wanted to talk a little bit about step number seven, which is adopt early detection, but why are so many women confused about breast screenings, the pros, the cons, perhaps the hazards of some of the more traditional tests? What are some alternatives? And I also want you to talk a little bit about the grease test, which I've actually done twice. Okay. Okay. So let's start with uh, um, early detection. Um, now, there's, you know, as I mentioned, there's there's different tests and different things that you can do. When it comes to mammography, unfortunately, you know, with the the pink months coming up, you know, there's there's a lot of push for sending women to get mammograms. And I'm not going to tell you not to have a mammogram. I personally have never had one, uh, but statistically, um, you know, the more mammograms you have, the greater your risk of getting cancer because we know that radiation and compression can increase your, your cancer risk. Low-dose ionizing radiation has been caused to increase the risk of breast cancer. There was a 25-year study done in Canada, um, and they did this on 90,000 women, and they looked at the effects of uh, mammography um, and breast self-exams. Interestingly, they found that mammography did not reduce breast cancer mortality rate, not even by 1%, and it was just as, uh, you know, breast self-exams are just as effective in finding a lump than a mammogram. So that brings me to the next step of, you know, breast self-exams. So many women, I mean, you know, we haven't been trained. I mean, clinicians are trained, and they, they've used a model 
probably from the, the Mamacare method. It's a silicone breast model that has different size lumps and different depths. And, but women have never been trained. And so the good news is that um, Mamacare method has asked me to take this model, which is a silicone breast model with the breast lumps in it, uh, to the general public. We're going to be launching it in October so that women can learn a specific method on detecting a lump, even when it's the size of a pea, because the average woman who finds a lump is going to find it when it's the size of a ping pong ball. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. First, being able to find it when it's just the size of a pea, but if you're trained properly, you know, because you can feel your breasts every day if you want, but your doctor is going to feel your breasts once a year, and he may not, you know, he or she may not detect any abnormalities in your breast tissue like you can. So we're we're calling this my breast friend, um, and it's, it's going to be available to the general public, and women can order this, and they can learn how to do a proper breast self-exam. So that's that's going to save millions of lives because you know we know that. No technology is perfect, whether it's thermography or mammography or even blood work. I mean, it's important to, to look at your body from several different windows so that so that things are not missed and slipped through the, the crack. So I don't know if that's um, answered your question or not. Oh, Beth. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, Beth was asking about the grease test. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grease test, um, it... it it's known as the Greece test because it, go, it goes to the country of Greece. Uh, the um, technical name is the RGCC test. And uh, this is a very valuable test because um, they filter the blood and count the circulating stem cells. And then they, they test those stem cells against 50 different natural extracts and 50 different chemotherapy agents to see how, you know, what is most potent and what reacts, um, you know, the, the strongest against your cancer cells because your cells are going to be different than the next person's cells. So it really gives you um, a, you know, an, an opportunity to create a protocol that's designed for you specifically. And you stay on this protocol for three months and then you retest after three months to see how your numbers are coming down. And yeah, I've not, you know, I've not kept official statistics on on the women that have done this, um, but I would say that in anywhere from 85 to 90 percent of the women see their numbers coming down. So that's that's, you know, those are pretty good statistics. And so mm-hmm. it takes the guesswork because there is so much information out there. You know, where do you start with, you know, what what you uh, want to share with people and what you want to do? That's interesting. Yeah. I want to circle back to stress because I'm so interested in stress and uh, and its effects on our health and and illness and and um, you know we um, we know that's important to to address. But do you have any suggestions for our listeners? I mean, it's such a such a wide open uh, availability of different types of treatments. Of course, the pharmaceutical industry is is very um, strong in this area and very vocal, but, you know, behavioral cognitive therapy, acupuncture, relaxation, yoga, Tai Chi, you know, alternative type options, anything. How do you guide your patient in this, you know, vast array of, of availability for, you know, reducing stress and, 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 and addressing those concerns? Well, I think women need to realize how important and how much of an impact this really has. Um, there was an 11-year study on women who had breast cancer, and those that learned to manage their stress and who had community support had a 79% decrease in mortality rate. So, they, so 79% of them lived longer and lived healthier wow. lives for those who didn't. So just that in itself, you know, managing your stress and community support, because we know that Stress is going to keep your foot on the accelerator that drives cancer. I mean, it, it totally affects your, your gene expression and your body's ability to heal. So understanding that, then what do you do? Well, in my opinion, you know, pharmaceuticals may be needed, you know, to put out the fire, so to speak, in a critical situation, but not for ongoing, um, not for an ongoing journey. It's just masking the symptoms. And so there, as you mentioned, there's, uh, cognitive therapies, 
there's um, you know journaling, meditation, prayer. I really like EFT, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping on the acupuncture meridian points, and it basically connects the mind and body together, and and really helps you to release those um, energetic um, attachments. You know, so the cellular memory of those of those emotions, you know, really helps you to release that and calm the uh, the stress level in the in the brain. It you know really shuts down that monkey chatter in your brain. There's uh, EMDR, which is um, eye movement desensitizing, I never can say that word, desensitizing um, technique, which uh, has to do with eye movements and, uh, again, connecting the, the different hemispheres of the brain together. There's, you know, there's a whole branch of energy psychology, basically, that's really taking root and, and the research behind it. I mean, just um, an hour of EFT or tapping can turn on 72 health-promoting genes. Um, there was a study by Dr. Beth Maharaj, and um, I mean, 72 genes just from tapping. I mean, that's that's pretty potent. So um, definitely an issue. And, and we also we have a, a book list that we recommend uh, for our clients. They are must reads if they're going to be clients with us, and because you know they get questioned on them, and make sure we make sure that they're doing their homework. So everything from Mind Over Medicine by Lisa Rankin, uh, You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza, um, I forget, uh, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. I mean, there's so many good books out there that really hone in on that emotional stress aspect of healing. You know, Dr. V, you were talking about tapping, and I actually, that is so hard for me to do you I mean and you just said an hour now I'm as soon as this is over I'm gonna go start my tapping again but um I seriously Scott do you know what that is do you know what tapping is have you heard of this I have heard of it but it'd be helpful to explain it to me and the listeners yeah please well Dr. Okay. D would be the one to do that <laughs> <laughs> so uh EFT or emotional freedom technique was um <clears throat> basically started back in the late 70s, early 80s by Dr. Callahan. Uh, he just happened to stumble on, on uh, you know, things, you know, started connecting the mind and the acupuncture meridian system together. And all he did was tapping on certain areas of the body. And that morphed into what we have today. A great resource for that is EFTUniverse.com or the tappingsolution.com. I mean, lots of free videos. So basically, our body, uh, in the world that we live in, our body is always in a fight or flight mode, right? And that's part of the primitive brain, the little, the amygdala, that little almond-shaped center in your brain that keeps your body in that fight or flight mode. And um, EFT, tapping on specific acupuncture points on the face and some on the hand and some on the body literally shuts down or slows down that fight or flight response so that if you remove that physical stress and that emotional stress from your body, your body can be calmer. And so you can make better decisions about your life, about your health. You feel better. It just helps to release so many negative patterns that, um, that, you know, are ingrained neurologically in our body. It's, it's, you know, helps to switch those patterns. And I mean, I've used this professionally and personally for well over 15 years. And I mean, I've seen things that are short of miraculous. I mean, it's amazing. I've seen people, you know, migraine headaches, quitting smoking, um, you know, really bad emotional sexual abuse issues, you know, really healed very calmly. And, and it's just, it's just an amazing process. So do you practice the tapping every single day and for how long? Uh, I don't do it every day. I mean, that's, that's my goal. Um, but, you know, like this morning, I was probably about 30 minutes, you know, did some reading and, you know, um, about, about, it was actually about, you know, getting, you know, feeling stuck and getting in, you know, and, and moving, your, getting out of your own way. And I'm, I'm reading a great book. <laughs> That's about tapping, actually. It's, um, this is a good one to add to your list. Create Lasting Change, A Guide to Getting Unstuck and Finding Your Flow by Jessica Ortner. 
um, and it's, it's and she's part of the tappingsolution.com. Um, but you know, like this morning, I probably did about 30 minutes along with journaling and some tapping. So it's, it's just a, for me, it's just a great way to kind of get zoned in and, and relax and, you know, get my day started. And yeah, of course, of course. Well, it just seems like there's so many, you know, distractions in our modern world that doing some intentional activities like that every day is, is so helpful on so many levels, like you said, and the data is pretty impressive, but it just, um, Sometimes I know personally I get um, busy and then before you know it, oh, I haven't done any type of meditation today. But I think it's, I, I know I try to stress to patients how important it is, just as important as exercise. You know, it's a very important part, I think, of a, of a, of a person's day, whether, they, whether they're in wellness or illness, you know, mode, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's part of the, the whole healing journey um is to really change things because if you keep doing things you've always done you're going to keep getting the same results and so we stress to our community it's you know it's not just getting rid of the lump or the bump but it's about transformation it's about changing your life because obviously what you've done so far brought you those results and so you've got to change what you've done if you want different results and so that's part of it it's learning to self-nurture making time for yourself. I mean, we are all, you know, on the fast track and the fast lane. Uh, but we, you know, it's, we need to be a priority, especially for healthcare providers like you thought, you know, to, if you're going to keep taking care of people and serving people, you've got to still, you know, refill your, you know, your reserve, so to speak, so that you have, have, you can continue to give. I, well, sometimes when I talk to the caregivers of, of somebody who's really sick here in the hospital, I'll remind them that, you know, when you're on about to take off in a plane, the flight attendant will tell you that you've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before your child, you know, so you, you, you don't do your loved one any, any good if you're not healthy. So I, I, I think that's such an important thing is you got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of your patients and your loved ones, you know, and be there for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that I know that we probably have to wrap up, but I, I I wanted to ask Beth if you don't mind. You know, being a a medical doctor and and working in the Western world, but very interested in the bridging of the two. How, you know, I guess how do you go about counseling your patients on you know how to how to keep their feet in both worlds if they need to? How do how do you go about having that discussion? And then I guess just to wrap it up, you know, make sure our listeners know how to find you. And if, if they're interested in learning more, well, that's a great question. Is you know bridging the two, and we always encourage our, our clients and, and patients. You know, don't fire your you know your doctor unless you feel that there's no communication and he's not going to support you at all. Um, you know, in in doing anything outside of traditional medicine. You know, you've got a choice and you can find, a, you know, create that team for yourself. Find a doctor, uh, you know, a medical doctor that's willing to work with you. And fortunately, there's, you know, more and more doctors. But we need that aspect of the team because there are yeah. things that, you know, you all can do that, you know, that we can't. And so the technology, the blood work, you know, the scans, all those things are, are an important part. And it's also an opportunity to to help educate. I mean, some doctors are not there yet, but you know, more and more doctors are open and, and um, they want to learn. And so it's, you know, it's an opportunity to, to help them learn as well. Um, so yes, I don't know if that answered your question or not, but. Oh, absolutely. That was so well put. Yeah, I totally, and I totally agree. I do. I think it's, I've learned a, a ton. I learn a, a lot from my patients every day. The practice in here in Austin, I learned a lot about alternative therapy, and I just um, I just shut my mouth and listen, you know, because I have a lot to learn about uh, about traditional and alternative medicine. So I think it's I think it's good for a patient to 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 find physicians that are, you know, willing to listen with an open mind to to things that they bring to the table, because after all, it's a it's a team effort, it's a joint effort. Obviously, you know, it's yeah. the, the patient's in charge, and we're we're there to guide them and help them as best we can yeah and motivate yeah, them to, yeah, yeah. that's right and support yeah. them and encourage them and give them hope 
yeah. such an aspect of them and seeing them as a human being and not just that disease, but uh, as a whole person, all of them, you know, social, mental, emotional, spiritual, all of that is so important for the doctor to recognize mm-hmm. that part. Um, there's a really good book um, that I'm also listening to called Anti-Cancer Living. And mm-hmm. he talks about, you know, I've got the seven essentials, but he talks about uh, the, the mix of six and it's basically <laughs> the same, same, you know, issues, but it's very evidence-based, very research-based, which is, which I really love. And, he talks about all these studies and all these, you know, that are done, um, you know, outside of traditional medicine that just show how important it is for, you know, for doctors to see people as, you know, not just their dis-ease, but as, as human beings. And just that can have such a big impact on their healing. Well, and I'll say one more thing, you know, there's so much written right now about physician burnout. And I personally feel like that's, a good antidote to that is to start thinking about it to be a privilege, you know, which it truly is to be involved in a patient's and a family's life during times of trouble. And, and, and I think that's why we get into it and it gives us satisfaction. And um, I think we need to keep tapping into that no matter how we, um, what area of medicine we practice for sure. Well, sound like a great doctor, Scott. We need to connect on that. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um i know that we are running out of time and we will put the information of how to how any of the listeners can reach out to you dr v but can you tell us real quick the website yes it's breast cancer conqueror c-o-n-q-u-e-r-o-r.com and we've got um facebook page instagram um what else twitter you know all those things so yes Feel free to reach out to us. We've got a uh, contact form. If you have any questions, um, just you know, reach out, and we're happy to help you. Yeah. Well, Dr. V, you are always so gracious and well-spoken, and I'm sending you a big virtual hug for everything you've not only done for me, but for the thousands and thousands of people you have and will touch with your message, your programs, your life. And just thank you again so much for being so amazing and green to be on A Healthier View today. You're welcome, Beth. Thanks for having me and sharing my message of hope. Thank you so much for your time. So that closes out this episode. As our regular listeners know, we'll be giving away prizes to our subscribers throughout the season. For the next week, we'll be giving away a couple of online courses with USB and a workbook called Never Fear Breast Cancer Again, courtesy of Dr. V from Breast Cancer Conqueror. I've actually gone through some of these courses, and all I can say is they really are fabulous. If you enjoyed listening to A Healthier View, don't forget to subscribe to the show. We are syndicated, so that means you can listen to us from all mobile devices. Just search for Up To Me Radio Channel, and you can listen on the free apps such as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and in your car, you can listen to us on TuneIn. I would like to thank our sponsor, Atlanta Life Media Agency, for their support. Without them, the show would not be possible. Remember to visit our show and the other amazing shows at www.uptomeradio.com. And lastly, like Up To Me Radio on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Up To Me Radio. I truly hope everyone was moved by Jana's story. I also hope everyone enjoyed listening to Dr. Clitheroe and Dr. V talk about different ways to look at breast cancer prevention and treatment. For more information, check out our website, as well as making sure you speak to your personal physician. And we'll see you next time. 